This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday show. Last night was night two of the Republican National Convention. We got a lot of Melania last night. Did she rickroll the audience again or no? Um, no, I couldn't pick up. Now, there might have been some other like 80s one-hit wonder that mm. she was doing, but I didn't pick up any any Rick Astley this Did she time. say, like, don't you know it's true? Ooh, 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 I love you. None of that. She said, shout, shout. Let it all out. Okay, got it. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm sure that'll be coming up in the news a little bit later. We got Mr. Skin today, who has been running his website for over 20 years, MrSkin.com. And he doesn't have a list for us or anything this time. It's a, it's a documentary about the history of nudity in movies. And he's just one of the, the expert... Uh, Experts who talk in this new documentary. Cool. Uh, along with Kevin Smith and Peter Bogdanovich, and oh, there's a whole uh, whole list of uh, directors and actors and movie critics who are talking about just the history of nudity. Do you know? Here's an interesting uh, fact that you you may be aware of. They started uh, filming nudity. Almost as soon as they started filming anything, <laughs> like some, there there are nude uh, films that go back over 120 years. Like that's some of the very first stuff they put on film was uh, nudity. You know, you get the idea that oh, that they didn't put nudity in movies until like the 70s. Yeah, like the 1870s. Well, not that early, but you know, much earlier than most people think. So, Mr. Skin is going to be on to uh, talk about that documentary which is available uh, now. Let's go ahead and uh, share what we're working on today, everybody. And let's start with entertainment news. Joanna Barba keeps her finger on the pulse of Hollywood for us. And Joanna, what are we talking about as far as entertainment goes? When you hear scurvy, who do you think of immediately? Pirates. Pirates. Well, now you can add James Blunt to the list. Oh. James Blunt got scurvy. James Blunt is a scurvy dog. Yeah, he got scurvy after adopting an all-meat diet in spite, despite his vegan friends. I kind of love that, though. <laughs> I like his attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on dry land, it wasn't on like dry he was... La- yeah. <laughs> on dry land, he got scurvy. <laughs> all right. That's kind of... All right. I, and I'm not saying this to be funny, I definitely have heard the name James Blunt before. He's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's true. Oh, is he the guy who sings that? You're beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Did it, does him. he sing anything else? I'm sure he does. <laughs> no, but was that like his the song? But that's that, the song that that he's known shot for. Him to fame. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the hit. Um. Brandon is going to have sports. Good morning, Brandon. Morning. You're going to have some sports headlines coming up later this morning. Yeah. What are we looking at? Um, let's go baseball. We got a no-no last night. The first one of 2020. Hey, there you go. Did you get the win? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all right. 
And I guess we had a pretty full schedule of NBA last night, too. Yeah, you got the NBA. You know, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he won the NBA Defensive Player of the War, uh, Player of the Year Award. And he becomes one of six people who have won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Well, that's a sign of a really well-rounded basketball player. If you can be the, the league MVP and also, like, you're not slacking on the defensive end of the court, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's some rarefied error. Yeah, because if you look at a guy like uh, James Harden or somebody like that who's known for his offense, yeah, he might win an MVP, but... He's, He's probably never going to win defensive player, player of, the of the year. Did Jordan ever win a defensive player of the year? Because Jordan was a great, well, great defender. Well, I tell defender. you what, coming up uh, when we get to sports, I'll quiz you. I'll see if you can name the other five players who have both won MVP and defensive player of the year. You know, would I be wrong? See, I'm I'm automatically thinking of like shot blockers, so centers, who might have, uh, you know, been big shot blockers and also won an MVP. Would I be going down the wrong path there? I guess we'll just have to see. All right. So we got uh, sports coming up a little over an hour from now. And Lisa Sanchez. Lisa's on the way with news headlines coming up a bit later. Lisa, what are we looking at in news today? Well, we are checking out Hurricane Laura, a.k.a. Polo. Uh, That is going to be rapidly powering up. They potentially think it's going to be a catastrophic Category 4 hurricane that's stronger than it was previously expected to be. Um, They said that they noticed it's rapidly intensifying. It's going to continue on today. Uh, That's according to the National Hurricane Center. Life-threatening storm surge is expected in Texas and Louisiana, um, the Gulf Coast. A lot of cities are being evacuated right now. Um, they said it is a very, in the past few hours, they have seen it become a very formidable hurricane, and there's no real signs that it's going to stop intensifying. Um, Tropical Storm Marco kind of fizzled out, but oh. Laura is expected to deliver a devastating blow. Um, the people are saying that they need to really prepare, and if they're being told to get out, they need to get out now. A couple of other items that I thought we would talk about there are some rumors about uh, the next season of Dancing with the Stars. I don't really get into Dancing with the Stars. In fact, yeah, somebody else has to be it. watching it for me to, to know. I, I mean, I know what it is, and I, I'm familiar with kind of the format and stuff, but what I do look forward to is when they announce the, the stars. Because, Passing judgment. Because then we go through and <laughs> do our test of, is this a star? So we give the name, and at least two people out of the four of us have to know who they are uh-huh. and kind of be able to describe what they're famous for. Otherwise, if at least two out of the four of us can't do it, not a star. Not a star. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw one out, though, uh, as kind of a teaser. There's some some pretty serious uh, buzz going on that Carol Baskin from Tiger King is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Ooh. And apparently they really, really tried hard to get Dr. Anthony Fauci to do it, but it doesn't look like <laughs> like Dr. Fauci's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. He's busy. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah. He's all, you guys know we're in a pandemic, right? They're like, so that's a maybe. We'll see you on Monday. All right, Fauci. <laughs> we'll see you. You're going to be great. What is only fans or fans only what it's, the hell what which is it and what is it it's how we make money nowadays it's only fans <laughs> only fans mm-hmm. like i've heard website. it referred to and people are like oh you need to be on only fans and 
Like everybody understands. Wait, wait hold on. Not they to want me. You? No, 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 not to me. Like I'll, I'll like, overhear. Who that. are you talking to? I don't know. <laughs> I just hear that come up, but I don't count. <laughs> what is OnlyFans? It's, it, it's a like a a website. <laughs> it's porn. Like, is it a porn well, site? People sign no. up for it. It's not just for porn. It's content creators, and you. Pay like people pay a subscription price. It's not yeah to see their content based on like it's a la carte. Like I want to, I want to be on this. I want to like, see this person's content. If you want to join OnlyFans by playing your guitar songs, you can do that. Okay, well, but it's I, mostly a lot of girls. A lot that, of girls with their feet and stuff. You know, with, with, with their feet. okay. Explain this to me because there's a story here that says. Uh, former NFL wide receiver Plaxico Burris has yeah. joined OnlyFans. Nice. What is he doing? I, I, then it says he's this giving, is he's giving gun safety tips. <laughs> he's the guy who shot himself in the groin because he, he at a club because he, he had a loaded gun in his, in his sweatpants. sweatpants. <laughs> so he's gonna let us see it. He, as far as I know, he's the only guy in the NFL who's ever gone to prison for shooting himself with yeah. his own gun, and then came back to the NFL after he got out of prison. Uh, but you can put almost anything on OnlyFans that you want. So I do know people who, for instance, are like body painters, and they'll put videos of them body painting girls on there. And it, they, I mean, they'll have some sort of like covers on like their on the nipples, and they'll be wearing like a thong or something. But then they body paint them. Yeah, and, and you pay for that mm-hmm. when there's free nudity everywhere on the internet. A lot. It's like a lot of influencers that you want to see their content. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not sure I'm getting it. And so, like, if I wanted to see whatever Plaxico Burris is going to be doing, you would I have would... to pay a price to see his stuff, right? And, that and that's why there's a like a one-time payment, recurring monthly, monthly, monthly. It's like a subscription service. And what's a typical? cost you know what it depends I actually on don't know that it depends on the girl or the guy or whatever it is um the more popular they are probably the more expensive it could be like 20 bucks a month 10 bucks a month uh but i've seen some as low as 2.99 a month 20 bucks a month well that would probably be Good someone Lord. that's like famous that's like a famous famous person that you would be looking at their only fans but i mean it's also like an online joke i always joke around with everyone i'm like i'm gonna make an only fans it's gonna be me listening to limbiscuit watching Look, wrestling a lot of people are really making money on this mm-hmm. well do you have to do a sexual thing to make no money? that's why i just no, said only fans it's gonna be me listening to limbiscuit watching wrestling exactly you know it just seems to me like between youtube and tiktok you'd have plenty of content to watch you don't. You can't have nudity though on TikTok or YouTube. Oh, all right. Um, I want to talk about McNuggets for a second. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that McNuggets were added to the McDonald's menu in 1983? Oh, funny you mentioned that. And you y- can read that at BuzzAdamShow.com. Yes, right. trying to go over to our website. So, Joanna, what do you what do you predict that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about here? That they're getting a new flavor. Yeah. It says here they've never had. Anything other than just the standard nuggets. Well, because yep. it was all about the sauces, right? Szechuan, right? Szechuan? Szechuan. Szechuan. I've never tried to say that word out loud. From Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> well, McDonald's is about to release its first new type of McNuggets, I guess, ever. Yep. Spicy. Chicken McNuggets. Spicy McNuggets. They're trying to creep in on that Wendy's game, yo. Yep. 
Spicy Chicken McNuggets are going to hit stores on September 16th, but only for a limited time. Uh-huh. And there's also a new dipping sauce you can get with them called Mighty Hot Sauce. Oh, that seems so like a lot of spicy. Yeah, so you're going with hot on Spice both. on spice. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a contrast and comparison uh, taste test with some... Wendy spicy nuggets and McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets. Nice. I'm good with Do that. that. Sounds delicious. They're also debuting a new McFlurry. Oh. You know about the McFlurry? Yeah. Is it spicy? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> what do they got? Like sriracha in it or something? No, it's Chips Ahoy. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I like that. You know, my, I, I've got kids, so I've I've eaten like nuggets before. And, and I got to tell you, and I'm being totally honest, I got nothing against against the company because mm-hmm. I know it is a controversial company for some people I got nothing against them I think chicken McNuggets for McDonald's are better than the uh, than the Chick-fil-A equivalent like I, I know like, everybody goes on about how great the Chick-fil-A is I like McDonald's better too the Chick-fil-A is too salty like all, their whole menu Chick-fil-A to me is a little too like salty heartburn. yeah alright there's like a lot of spices in it Oh, see, I, I rock the uh, grilled nuggets at Chick-fil-A. They're bomb. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Dancing with the stars. Let's talk about that for a second because there are some rumors about who's going to be on the new season. And that's what I really look forward to. I don't get into the show, but I, I really get into analyzing the list and, and trying to figure out who meets our criteria for being a star. And our criteria is... I'll read the name, and there's four of us, you know, the core of the show, Brandon and Lisa and Joanna and myself. Out of the four of us, two of us need to be able to identify the person mm-hmm. and kind of what they're famous for. If two of us can do that, fine. They're a star. If not, not a star. Um, here are a couple that have been swirling around for a while. Uh, first of all, and I'm going to uh, another way we do it is I just give you the name. I don't give you their description of who they are. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Bristow. No idea. No idea. Caitlin Bristow. No idea. Yeah, not a star. If if this turns out to be true, but Caitlin Bristow is a former Bachelorette star. Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to try and pronounce this name. I think you could have just left it at former Bachelorette. Moving like, oh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I don't think anybody's heard of this anyway. Either AJ McLean oh, or AJ. How what? dare you? Or AJ how McLean. Dare you. AJ McLean. AJ right. McLean? Yes. I have no He's idea who that is. He's from the Backstreet Boys. He's the one that He's I totally had a crush boy. on. Yes. Totally. Of the Backstreet Boys. He's the one that had See, all the tattoos. And, I always uh, want to kind of call it BS when they have somebody on. Who ha- ha- is a professional dancer? Those Backstreet Boys, ninety percent of what they did were their dance moves, right? I mean, yeah, that was a big part of their act. These but guys, he's older now. Okay. Bad, bad, bad knees. He just got in shape lately. <laughs> oh, did he? No. Yeah, Hold I on. follow him on. Well, ABC is officially going to announce the cast next Wednesday. <gasps> next Wednesday on Good Morning America. Oh. And the Dancing with the Stars is going to premiere on did September fourteenth. I'd still hit it with new oh, host. Yeah. Tyra Banks. Are you talking about AJ McLean? He looks great. It's amazing. Okay, here you go. Let me give out. These are just rumors. 
<laughs> Nothing's been confirmed yet. Tiger King, Carolyn or villainous Carol Baskin. Oh, you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, I think that I would be a good doing get. It, yeah. Anne Hesh. Hesh. Anne Hesh. Yeah. Oh. She dated Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. at yeah. point. And went crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think she's back to men now. Oh, good for her. Charlie Sheen. I think we all winning. No. We all know who Charlie Sheen is. They're going to have gonna the have Tiger him, Queen and the guy with Tiger Blood. <laughs> yeah. This would be a Tiger theme. He's an Adonis. Jesse McCartney. Oh. Yes. Who's that? He's a singer. He's a singer. Wasn't he also on The Mass Singer? Yes, he was. He, he was the turtle. He was the, the, the runner-up on season three mm-hmm. of The Mass Singer. Yeah, he's the turtle. Christy Brinkley. Oh, yeah, oh my God. Christy Brinkley was for on her. last year and then had to drop out because of an injury. And oh, they her, brought her kid her, in. Her daughter came in and took over. Oh, I hope she does Holiday Road as one of her songs. That'd be great. Ryan Shazier. Anybody? Ryan Shazier. I feel like you're saying that last name. I might be. (laughs) Shazier. How do you spell it? Shazier? Do you know who it is, Brandon? Um, Shazier? Shazier? How do you spell that? S-H-A-Z-I-E-R. S-H-A-Z-I-E-R. Yeah, former Steeler linebacker Ryan Shazier. the one that was paralyzed? Yeah, he was nearly paralyzed in 2017. He's been learning to walk. After spine surgery. Yep. Oh, so, man. He's going to be doing He's a pretty good. inspirational story. Yeah. He's going to go far in the competition then. Chriselle Staus. What? No. No idea. Oh, then you guys don't watch Selling Sunset on Netflix. Oh, you guys that's are the missing ex of at- the guy from This Is Us. That's her last name? <laughs> Staus. I, I didn't know her last name. Chriselle yeah. is like the new girl at the... Oh, Selling Sunset, if you like... Mean Girls and wonder what would happen if all those girls from Mean Girls grew up and worked at the same real estate office. That's what Selling Sunset is. Um, and Jerry Harris. Anybody know who Jerry Harris is? No. Mm-mm. From the Netflix show Cheer. So those are the rumors going around. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to get to Fess uh, Hole. Dramatic recreations of what people left on uh, the Fesshole Twitter account. I misidentified it earlier as a subreddit. It's actually on Twitter. But we're going to get to those. How dare yeah, you? Yeah. Get your facts straight. I'm a, uh, mildly surprised that no one brought their dog in today because we knew that today was mm-hmm. National Dog Day and there had been some him? talk about He's bringing available. the dog. He was up this morning. Well, I thought about bringing at least one of the dogs in, but then I remembered, like, maybe I want to make a an appointment to get a haircut later this afternoon, which would be a pain in the neck. That was available. I can go get him. No, I mean, if you didn't, I mean, if you'd brought him, it's fine. Um, he just has a really bad cough right now, and it's just... I thought maybe Brandon would bring Chewy in. Nah, he's sleeping, man. It'd be, it'd be a real difficult time getting him up to to get going. I just and Tubby re- did something weird the other day, and I don't want him to do it here. Did he poop? He So he has a collapsed trachea, and so because of that, uh. he has a lot of trouble breathing. And so the other day, he was, and he coughs because it helps open it up. 
and he coughed so hard that he pooped himself. So <laughs> that's all I need him to do is, Joanna, uh, Lisa, your dog just coughed and he pooped on my foot. I need you to come clean it up. <laughs> clean up in the newsroom. Clean up in the newsroom. Oh, oh, he pooped on your foot, Joanna, in the newsroom? No, he would no. if he was oh, here. Oh, I see. No, he pooped on my you. bed. <laughs> I've started to realize how, like, how well the dogs know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Based on, without saying anything, just like they can tell when I'm going to go to the front door, when I'm going to go to the back door. It's like dogs are really good at reading our signals. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see what else is going on today. Well, let's uh, look at TV. It's the third night of the 2020 Republican National Convention. On all major networks, Mike Pence and his wife, Karen, will speak tonight. That should be gripping. Absolutely. You don't play the TV Tonight stuff anymore, though. You know what's weird, though? Okay. Play the TV Tonight? Remember mm-hmm. the TV Tonight, TV Tonight, TV Tonight. Sure. Remember we had Drunk Nico do it? Tonight's other speakers include Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw. He's the guy with the eye patch. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Hey, do, so and do South we, Dakota Governor Christy Noem. At the DNC or the RNC, is it normal for everyone in the family to speak, or is that just like a new thing this year? Uh, it's not unusual for the kids to speak, for sure. I mean, if they're if they want to, and if they're that age, like Let's get Baron up yeah, there. Yeah, Baron's not. Yeah, good I want there. Baron up there. He doesn't want to be there. He's gonna be like, <laughs> let me tell you about my favorite K-pop bands. I'd be like, I'm in. I'm invested. Let me hear more. Also tonight, America's Got Talent on Daddy NBC. Daddy told me I'm not allowed to blink just in case I'm trying to give signals to law enforcement, so I have to sit here the whole time with my eyes open. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And uh, the season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's heard, tonight on Bravo. Heard it's good. Haven't watched it. Also new on Netflix today, Rising Phoenix, which is not an X-Men sequel as much as I would love it to be. It sounds like it. It is a documentary about the Paralympic Games. Oh. So that's what's on. There you go. All right. So uh, Fesshole is on Twitter. It's Twitter account where people leave their confessions. And it could be, you know, like something really bad or something mildly. And... Uh, I think it's fun to read these and try and do them in character. So so we've assigned the different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what people had uh, written into uh, Twitter and Fesshole. So I'm going to start each one of them with some dramatic music to kind of set the stage. All right. All right. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Seriously. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Yep. All right. I seriously regret ever having children. I would be a lot happier if it was just me and my husband, but here we are, three kids later. (laughs) How many people like think that but would never say it? Oh, my sister says it. Your sister says, I wish (laughs) I never had all these kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, who's up next? Oh, it looks like I'm taking this one. I'm a 47 year old man with no kids and. Tell my colleagues I'm off to Thailand or somewhere similarly worthy, but actually, instead of going someplace exciting, I fly to Florida for the theme parks, and I have a fantastic time. My favorite is Disney's Animal Kingdom. So my colleagues think I'm like Gary Glitter, but actually, 
I'm more like Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh. I mean, isn't Gary Glitter also not that great either? Yeah. And well, Michael I think Jackson. I, uh, Michael Jackson's not that great. I think what they're saying is Gary Glitter used to go to, like, Vietnam or Thailand and do all this inappropriate stuff. But this guy's actually going to just to theme parks Disney. to enjoy the rides. <laughs> My parents used to rent out the guest house during weekends as I got to my mid-teens, me and a friend decided to spy on some renters at night. It was at that point I found out they weren't renters, but rather my parents were swingers. Oh, <laughs> horrified. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, looks like we're back to Lisa for the next one. No. 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 Oh, yeah. Skipped one. Brandon's going to take the next Thanks, one. pal. I'm still stuck on that swingers one. Oh, my oh, God. Horrified. All right. Don't go over there. Leave these. We make money. People rent our guest room. Mm -hmm. Never go over there. Oh. All right. Well, I can't drive, so my girlfriend drives me most places. I started playing soccer with a few coworkers, and um, I leaned in for a kiss when one of the guys <laughs> dropped me off. It will haunt me until the day I die. <laughs> oh. So did he kiss you back or what? Like, does that does that seem like the kind of thing you could play off, or is it just like oh no, there's no uh, mistaking? No, I think it depends on how far you go. You gotta is there contact? You're gonna All have right. to start a life elsewhere now. <laughs> Lisa, I've, I've cast this one as a woman, possibly in New York or another major uh, population hub, and I, I put her somewhere in her early 20s so okay. you think you can do that character sure. all right here's our next fess hole picked up an unintended backpack on the subway turned out it had a dead shih tzu in it oh i felt terrible but also wonder what kind of monster takes a dead dog on the subway i just hit it in the park <laughs> <laughs> i think the translation there is I stole somebody's bag on the subway, yeah. and all I got was a stupid dead dog out of it. <laughs> so then I just moved it to the park. Yeah. It doesn't say that they just throw the Shih Tzu out, or did they, and they take the right. backpack? Yeah, like it Let says the dog take the backpack. unattended backpack. A backpack on like, a subway? Yeah. You're definitely not supposed to do that. No. Uh, the next one, Joanna, I have this cast. Woman, late uh -huh. 20s, mischievous. Mischievous. You okay. do that? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I'm bored, I like to go to busy car parks and leave notes on several cars that read, sorry for the damage, and watch as they start inspecting their car. Oh. <laughs> I can tell, like, you assume all these are from Americans. This one is from somebody in England because they call a car park is a parking lot, is what oh. we would call a parking oh, lot. Okay. Mm. okay. Like, I didn't Thank notice you. that until you read it. Uh-huh. Do you want to try it again with a British accent? No, we don't have time. <laughs> Did you think it was like a like a like a? Can you do a British accent, Joanna? Come on. Let's see. Sometimes when I'm bored, I like to go to the busy car parks and leave notes on several cars that read "Sorry for the damage" and watch as they start inspecting <laughs> their car. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that makes it better. That's, a lot better. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Brandon, I had this as a guy in his mid twenties. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of other stage directions for you, but you take it. Guy in his mid twenties. Hold on, let me get on into my, let me get into character. TikTok, be a, TikTok you know, young things I don't understand anymore it makes me angry. Go ahead. All right, I, ready? Here we and go. And I, I would also say, 
maybe not full on redneck, but just a little, a little hint of so some you don't red. Don't want me to go full no, on like no, this. No, here, that's no, not no, much. Full no, on. not full on. Just tiny. You know, play it subtly. Okay? My dad was adopted. His his birth mother had him when she was thirteen. She made contact when she was dying. They both lived in the same town. Turns out he has a half-sister, and when my dad turned 50, he invited her to his party. I recognized her immediately. I banged her four years ago. Oh, Oh my God. Let me think about this. So it's the dad had a half-sister that he never knew, then invited him to the party, and the son's like... Oh, I hit that. Yeah, I hit that like four (laughs) years ago. Talk about up in the ante, huh? Okay, one more, and this is guy, early 20s, embarrassed. Okay. And I'll play this one. Okay. It wasn't until I was in college that I learned vagina was not spelled fagina with an F. <laughs> That's a lot of vagina. A lot of vagina. Yeah. Austin Powers, and they were like, it's a lot of vagina. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to agree with I that. learned China. it when I was eating vajitas at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's today's uh, fess hole. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. You ready for your random facts? Yeah. All right, everybody get ready. All right, all of these uh, random facts. I'm not joking around. Like, I check them all, make sure we've got at least a couple of good uh, sources that match up. I try to make sure that everything I pass along to you in this segment is is actual and factual. So here we go with random fact number one. There are 12 teams in the NCAA's Ohio Valley Conference. None of them are from Ohio. They're from Illinois, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi. But there are no teams from from Ohio Ohio in the Ohio Valley Conference. Hmm. I think it probably is talking about like the Ohio River, right? Maybe. Uh, Here's the one with the visual. Random fact number two. The Statue of Liberty is the tallest statue in the United States. Okay. Number two is a... Down in Florida, isn't it? It's a statue of a Pegasus and a dragon outside a casino in Hollandale Beach, Florida. Yeah, you've done this one before. What? Let me see it. Yeah, it's gigantic. Oh, my God. Look at these. These are full-size palm trees. And this thing is like three times taller than yeah, Look how yeah. humongous that thing is. It's got a Pegasus, which is a horse with wings, and it looks like he's stomping on a dragon. That's outside a casino in Hollandale Beach. I love that. <laughs> I do, too. Look, there, just for some scale, look at that park bench right there. Oh, my God. Teeny tiny. The Pegasus is like, take that dragon. Oh, yeah, he's totally stomping his head. He's like, screw you, dragon. (laughs) Wow. We had many events down there. It was before that was built, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'd have, like, beer fests and stuff at Gulfstream Park. And um, it was was one of those... It started out as a smaller casino. Was it big enough that it would be, like, a landmark? You'd go, okay, go until you see the Pegasus. Well, I don't know. I never saw it. (laughs) Oh, right. Because they built it after that. If you hit the Pegasus, you went too far. (laughs) Yeah, the casino was was smaller. And then they just went through these massive kind of renovations over the course of time that I was there. And I guess they continued on for a few more years because I don't think this was built in, like, 
until 2013 or something. But you think I've done this fact before? Yeah. On random facts? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, random fact number... But I don't remember it, so I appreciate re that statue. Random, that's beautiful. Random fact number three. Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid $75,000 for Terminator. Seven years later, he got paid $15 million for Terminator 2. Wow. He will be back. <laughs> no wonder he wanted to come back, huh? It's all that money. Did you ever hear about this movie project they were going to do, and they were going to use like all of the, the biggest action stars of the 80s, but they were all going to play different composers? Like famous composers. What? So they cast uh, Sylvester Stallone was going to be Beethoven. And then they got Steven Seagal, who was going to be Mozart. And they asked Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, you want to pick which famous composer you play? And Arnold goes, I'll be Bach. (laughs) Get it? I saw that one coming. Yeah, okay. All right, there's your uh, three random facts for today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we got news uh, set back a little later this morning because we're going to talk to Mr. Skin coming up in just a few moments. Mr. Skin is one of the experts that's in a new movie. It's a documentary about the history of Hollywood, specifically the history of nudity in Hollywood. It's called Skin, a history of nudity in the movies. And here's just a little sample uh, of what what the movie contains. Okay, so the, you, you can't see all the celebrities in here, but they had Malcolm McDonald, uh, Kevin Smith is in there, many, many others. And uh, one of the experts, maybe the number one expert, uh, Mr. Skin, is also uh, interviewed for this movie. It's called Skin, A History of Nudity in Movies, and it's available at Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Fandango, Anywhere else you can rent movies. So is it is it available already, Skin, or is it coming oh, yeah. out in a few days? Yeah, it came out, uh, just came out, but you could go, like you said, wherever you download movies, Apple, Amazon, iTunes, Fandango. I even uh, was able to download it uh, easily on DirecTV at my house, uh, which is, was pretty cool to have your own movie on DirecTV, <laughs> which was a, a pretty cool experience. Now, uh, you're interviewed as one of the people talking about nudity and one of the one of the experts. Do you have any other connection to the film other than you're just yeah. one of the interviewees? Yeah, I'm the executive producer. Meaning, oh. Yeah, it's my movie. <laughs> oh, it is your movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were just one of the, you know, one of the one experts. Of the, yeah, I'm yeah. one of the, there's many talking heads in this. We have critics, scholars, film industry vets, and obviously a ton of actors and actresses that talk about their nude scenes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just one of the talking heads because of what I do. Um, obviously, uh, running MrSkin.com for 21 years made me uh, a talking head material, but uh, uh, it was fun. But I really enjoy, you know, what was great for me in this documentary and the team we put together was these, it's so cool to hear the actresses like Mariel Hemingway or Shannon Elizabeth or Pam Greer or you name it, who talk about the experience they had in doing nudity in movies and 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 really the the contrast between today and um, you know what it was like in the 70s 80s or 90s for instance nowadays they have this thing because of the me too movement they have uh... this thing called an intimacy coordinator and if you don't know what that is 
they're on they're now on the sets of movies and television shows that have sex and nudity and uh it's they're there to make sure that the director sticks to what was agreed upon with the actress uh you know in negotiations for the for the filming but also just to be there for consultation and and help and all that but yeah i think one of the one of the strategies that had been used in the you know you've heard about the hollywood casting couch and uh i think one of the things was uh, some of these you know uh, directors or other uh people of the movies would tell some young starlet some ingenue it's like no it's totally normal i need to see you naked yeah. it's completely yeah. normal and they just came in from kansas or kentucky or wherever what do they know and you know right. that's kind of how this was perpetrated on a lot of women yeah and what we and one of the the nice things about the documentary is though there's never been more nudity in television and uh and available to people now uh through you know these all these different platforms and everything actresses today are much more empowered they they they're, they're actually can make a choice if they're going to do the the nudity without you know risk of getting fired because the guy's trying to pull a fast one on him, and it's such a contrast to, you know, when you talk to Linda Blair, who did Chained Heat in the 80s, or Diane Franklin, who did Last American Virgin, and what, you know, they had to deal with as far as nudity, you know, in the 70s and 80s, and even into the 90s, but today, it's, it's a lot different, and that's a nice thing. Uh, in the history of nudity in movies uh, about actresses being much more empowered today. Now, now here's something, Mr. Skin. By the way, Mr. Skin, it's been a while, but good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, great talking to you, bud. Uh, so, one misconception some people might have is that there was no nudity pre-1970s, or, right. you know, whatever the earliest right. where you, you might see, a, you know, a random cheek or, or boob, uh, side boob here and there. Mm-hmm. No, almost from the beginning. I mean, literally, from the beginning... There, there was nudity. Bad. There was nudity in movies long before there was sound in movies. You want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, one of the things that'll surprise people, and I should point out, our documentary covers the history of nudity from when Thomas Edison and the motion picture camera came in to play in the United States in the 1800s, all the way to the Me Too movement. So we cover the history of nudity in movies from then all the way to present day. But what surprises people in this documentary is when we're going through the 19-teens and 1920s is the amount of sex and debauchery that were in these movies. Like Audrey Munson in 1915 was this model actress who was nude in a movie called Purity, a silent movie, of course, but she was nude in it. Um, The very first movie that won an Oscar was in 1927. They had the first Academy Awards, and Wings won Best Picture. Clara Bow, the it girl, the most famous actress in the country, was topless in that movie. And, and I think people would, you know, it's, it's very shocking to see that because we're so used to thinking, okay, once that Hayes Code came in in 1934, you know, the Catholic League of Decency, and uh, if you remember, from the mid-30s, 40s, and 50s, there was no nudity in American cinema. And uh, it's, it's kind of cool to see that, that stuff, especially in the 1920s. Right, this was the the famous Hayes Code, and that's why if you see a movie anywhere from the the mid '30s through, when would you say they first started uh, showing? You know, in American yeah, cinema, yeah, in American yeah, cinema. Yeah, so like all the way up till 1963, when they did a movie called Promises, Promises uh, with Jane Mansfield. Uh, she was the first American actress. Uh, to do a, a nude scene in a mainstream Hollywood how, film. How much? How long was she nude? I mean, I'm sure you oh, know this to the there second. Was some really, really great uh, 
really great nudity in that movie. I mean, like, I think you'd be, even though it was in, it was in black and white, um, it is spectacular nudity. And she has, like, uh, um, two great nude scenes in there. Well, I should probably say three, because even though they blend together a little, but wow. Uh, I think people would really be surprised at how naked Jane Mansfield was, <laughs> and how shocking it was to finally see an American actress nude in a in a real movie that you could go to the theaters and check out. So I see Malcolm McDowell uh, talking. Malcolm McDowell, his his most famous role was uh, probably Clockwork Orange, yeah. but it it reminded me this was something that was going on when I was a little kid. But I remember hearing about it on PBS. PBS, they mm-hmm. did this. Uh, show about Caligula, the Roman emperor, and it I was Claudius. just I, I, Claudius, I Claudius, yeah, I Claudius was the one, uh, and it was real controversial at the time because it was on your public broadcasting, but it was like full on. Was it? it por- would you say it's pornographic or no? Nudity? It was no. Caligula was pornographic. Yeah, we'll get into that with Malcolm McDowell, but I Claudius was a PBS. Well, it was actually from the BBC, and it came over here. It was a, a British miniseries. I think it was ten episodes. And skin, am I getting and am I getting movies confused? Which one was Malcolm McDowell in? He was in Caligula, and we talk about that. And yeah, Caligula, Caligula. Caligula was not was on PBS. Ni- no, oh my God, PBS would explode if that was on. That was a movie in 1979 that featured Peter O'Toole, John Gielgud, Malcolm McDowell, Helen Mirren, and Bob Guccione turned it into a porn movie. <laughs> Literally, with a Helen porn Mirren. Movie. What's that? With Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yes. Now, I'm not saying that those actors and actresses performed porn, but they were prominently featured in it, and Bob Guccione added tons of real sex into the movie. It's crazy. And Malcolm McDowell has some awesome stories about that in the documentary, uh, how he'd, like, go to look at a, like, they told him, hey, you're looking at a falcon, and put a smile on your face, and then they'd, they cut that and put in like a full like orgy, and he, you know, it was like he goes, it was crazy. It oh, was so crazy. they cut it to make it look like Malcolm McDowell was there for the orgy scene right. when he wasn't on set. Right. By right. the way, if if this name wasn't already taken by uh, by the actor Peter O'Toole, wouldn't Peter O'Toole have been the ultimate <laughs> porno name for a guy? Yes, <laughs> he, that is like that, that should have just been just. Uh, take his name and use it. You don't yeah. even have to make up a funny name. <laughs> uh, skin, a history of nudity in the movies. And how uh, how has Me Too... You mentioned, uh, you know, the, the coordinator, the nudity coordinator. That's yeah. not the term you use. Intimacy coordinator. Intimacy, intimacy coordinator. coordinator. How else has it uh, changed? Also, has anything changed for Mr. Skin? I mean, you, you just kind of catalog and curate uh, these scenes, but... Has there been any uh, anything repercussion as far as your website goes because no, of the Me Too say, movement? I got to say, um, the answer really is no. Nothing's really changed. I mean, from the start of my website, we always had this thing that we were going to celebrate nudity in film. We don't shame actresses. We don't, you know, we don't say she shouldn't have got nude. She doesn't look good. Like our thing is, any nude scene is is reason right. to celebrate and. We also as long as like, it's a female for Mr. Skin. Yeah, for yeah. Mr. Skin. I have a Mr. Man for male nudity, but it's just about, hey, it's like a party. We're happy someone was nude. And we never would, like, uh, take paparazzi pictures that were taken in someone's backyard or anything like that. It's only movies and, and television shows where actresses willingly appear. And I think because of that, uh, the Me Too movement's about men really using their power. Leveraging their leveraging influence power. Yeah, and what they can do for people. And yeah, sure. 
I'm not saying every person probably loves what we do, but I, but it is different. We're not like, uh, we're not uh, sexually yeah. assaulting women Look, or I, anything I, like I, that. I do, honestly, my best not to look at something if it was filmed without the person's consent or if they filmed it and it wasn't for meant for a mass audience. So, if, you know, when they had the big, the fapping a few yeah, years like ago. Yeah, like stolen stuff off of someone's phone is like yeah, nothing yeah. we would even right, go near. Right. That's like and, nothing. And yeah, I think yeah. that's like everybody should follow that look. I per- agree. Yeah. How I do agree. you feel about deep fakes? Because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if the opinion is split, but I, to me, that's really creepy, like taking an actress's yeah. face and putting it yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not. Well, it, yeah, we don't. That's nothing we. I do, know, I know, I know it's, it. nothing, uh, it's nothing yeah. you guys would do, but do you think that that is. Yeah, I don't, gonna, I don't like it at all. I, one of the things I pride myself on is the information, like how far into a movie it is, what year the movie is. <laughs> well, right, yeah. All it's, that stuff. It's so the like, data. I want you, I want you to know if you're watching a nude scene that you have confidence that it really is the actress. It's not a body double. That, 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 you know, I want to like give you all these. When they do those fakes, it's really like you know, and they could get they're getting better and better at it with the technology. Like it's it's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, that's just nothing we you know that's not our thing. You know, when you've been uh, uh, have you ever been wrong about whether it was an actress doing the nudity or not doing the nudity and had to go back and edit or do you, yeah. do you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like for instance, like Merkins are really tough sometimes. Because, like, <laughs> Does everybody know what a Merkin is? I mean, yes. it's like we'll okay. say like such and such an actress is full frontal, and then we find out later she'll do an interview and say, "Yeah, I was wearing a Merkin." <laughs> that that's a that's a tough one, by the way. Uh, I want to do a song called "I'm Proud to Be a Merkin." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merkin nine to five. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, twerking with a Merkin. There yeah, you we, go. We, we try to be as we try to be as act accurate as possible and uh, hey one last thing i, I yeah. do want to say because yes, i'm sir. proud of this is uh i didn't think when i started working on this documentary and hiring the team and putting it together two years ago i didn't think about the end of it where real movie websites would review it i i didn't think anyone would review it because oh. it was just me but we have had the most positive reviews for this documentary in variety hollywood reporters cnn yahoo even art AARP recommended oh, wow. this to their membership. So um, that was something I was uh, uh, blown away by. Now, but I might sound cool. like a crazy person, and I know you got to go, Mr. Skin. Is there nudity in the movie, a history of nudity in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, try, try over 100 nude scenes. And wow. I should mention it's the history of male and female ah, nudity. It's okay. not just female. Uh, we have all the important moments in in male nudity, the first full frontal by a male. The Who was the first? What was the first movie where a guy, where an actor hung dong? Uh, that was in a, a movie from 1971, directed by Jack Nicholson, actually called oh. Drive. He said, where, "Where Michael Margata goes streaking on a college campus," and you guys remember that what streaking was, mm. and uh, yes. it was a big deal in the early 70s. And uh, he shows full on. Uh, running while completely nude in front of the camera is uh, uh, that was pretty shocking for audiences, <laughs> but it was the first time of male full frontal and and we have a well, not counting King Kong, of course. Yeah, so. <laughs> 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 All right, That's this true. movie uh, sounds great. I'm planning on watching it this weekend. Skin oh, so. a history of good. nudity in the movies, and you can get that Amazon iTunes. Just basically anywhere you can rent a movie. Yeah, DirecTV, Amazon, wherever you download movies, you go to DirecTV and search it. Whatever your system is, you should have it there. And uh, 
Uh, also, it's easy to just go to Amazon or iTunes or Apple TV. All right, Mr. Skin, always a uh, pleasure, and this sounds like uh, like a big moment in yes, the, in the ongoing history of Mr. So Skin. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know much, but Buzz, I have a good feeling you're going to like this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Mr. Skin. All right, take care. All right, Bye. take care. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Okay, we're only a few weeks away from the fall TV season, and it's going to be pretty lean this year. Netflix, they're looking across the pond to maintain their advantage over the network. And we know that they're not hurting for cash, so they are outbidding local broadcasters and scooping up series rights as other networks are uh, having just basically to look on and watch. The imminent content drought is coming. Get ready for it. As the demand for content has never been higher but how it's funded and filmed is more complex than ever. Have you noticed? I noticed that too the other day. I'm getting recommended a lot more British shows. Um, Not that I can think no. of. But I'm cool with it if there's a if there's a lull in in the content creation here because it'll give me a chance to go catch up on all the crap I've missed. Yeah, true that. Yeah, I'm yelling at Joanna over here like Dragula, Dragula, and then this everyone else is like Umbrella Academy girl. No, you need to do Dragula. It is so. That show, I just started watching it, and I told Joanna, you guys don't understand how much of a wimp I am. I started watching it during the day, and I'm like, this show is great. It's amazing. It's drag queens and horror movies and ghoulish special effects makeup. And then it turned like 9 o'clock at night, and the sun went down, and I was like, oh, it's too scary. I'll watch it tomorrow. You guys need to watch at least a few episodes of Love on the Spectrum, though. Oh, I have Oh, I heard. That's a good one. There's somebody. you started? Because I asked you about this on Monday, and you said you hadn't started it yet. I must have watched some of it yesterday, <laughs> along with Selling Sunset. So yeah, Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> like I, just, I have an, it's, I it's have a great show. I know somebody. The reason I'm going to keep watching is I know somebody, and I would love to get them on the next season. Like there's somebody that I know on the Spectrum, and I would like to find them. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes. Like. We just said this last week. I was like, how perfect would it be uh, if we got them on that show? Joanna, we were talking about this with this other person. I can't remember. Okay, it's in our chat. But... Like to find them some little little female version of themselves, wouldn't that just be adorable? We were just saying this, our coworker, she's saying, oh, she's like, what if yeah. we got a, like nice, a nice librarian? librarian? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, whatever. It's people on the autism spectrum. <laughs> uh-huh. Guess what? Those people have emotions and they feel want love, love and everything. Too. Sure. So it's all about dating love on the spectrum on Netflix. Have I you gotten to the it. one where it's the girl with the, the red hair? Yeah, the girl with the red hair. And yeah. she goes on her first date ever uh-huh. with the guy. And he's, he's, he's asking her about how it went. But then he's like, let me let me be completely honest with you. He's like, I don't see another date coming. And, he's like, <laughs> like, and they're totally blunt with each other. And as you're watching, you're like, dude, life would be... A thousand times easier if everybody was like this because they can be completely honest with each other. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get bent out of shape. They're not going to go home and worry like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? And they just kind of move on with their life. You think we and could all be stand to be just a little bit more on the spectrum? Yeah, I think we. I think you should watch. <laughs> I was more, worried that it was they were going to make. I was a little worried they were going to be making fun of the people or you know holding them up for ridicule. But it's the exact opposite. Oh, of that. absolutely, it's not that at all. There was one where um, a guy was out on. I think it was his first date ever too, and the girl that was on the date was uncomfortable because of all the cameras, and she and you could tell she was starting to not go into like a panic attack, but she just was not comfortable. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you notice. The next scenes are filmed from very far away. 
So they moved out. They, like they still wanted to get what was going on, but they weren't on top of them mm. filming them. Yeah. It's a great show, man. I wish you could do that at the end of the day. Be like, hey, so this was cool, but like, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> High five. Try it. But can we be Have friends you still? You've never done that? No, and I need to for like a yeah. lot of dates. Really? Yeah. Try it. Just do it. I know it get. It happens to me a lot, like, and that's probably why I don't like dating so much. Because if I don't, because I'm a big, all my friends make fun of me because they're, I'm like, I don't have a type. I have a like, I like, if if I don't feel it, like, if I don't vibe with you, I'm just over it. So you could be really cute or like super nice or really intelligent, have a lot going for you, and it's just if I don't feel it, I just don't feel it. I, it happens to me all the time. And Joanna sits there like, what is wrong and with three you? Three weeks later, I'm all, you still are talking to that guy? You're, I told that you she to still him. is talking yeah. to the guy? Because I don't know how to let them go. And she's like, I don't <laughs> want to be mean. Because yeah. I, I don't want to be mean. So I'm and just like, like, so I'm going to lunch with him. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think dragging him along is more mean? I told her that. But then also, like, I like. I get where Lisa's coming from. Yeah, but then well, also. Yeah, we know about you dragging along. I Ugh. like, but the thing is that sucks too is like I, the people I go on dates mean. with. But the people I go on dates with, I'm like, obviously I'm, I'm cool with them. Like I could at least be friends with them. So, like, we could be homies, but then I forget, oh, yeah, I went on a date with them. They're expecting, like, the next step in the dating process. And I'm just over here like, heck, yeah, uh. I want to go get some nachos. <laughs> like, And I don't realize it. I'm like, oh, I know. Try it. See what it's happens. Do, you, let them, as as do you, you continue to let them pay for everything? No. Okay. As much as you <laughs> can think, like, oh, well, I don't want to be mean to them. Stop and think about dragging them along how it can be worse. Hey, look, we got a couple more stories. I'd really love to get going, through these. The news yeah. should not be da- the problems should, with Lisa. Lisa's, da- that, it, Lisa's dating life deserves its own hour. It really does. <laughs> Ask Joanna. She has to deal with it all the time. And she's like, I, "What? where did it go wrong? Talk to your therapist. Figure it out for me. Where did the, all of the issues come from? I'm just weird, I dude. I would be happy to do our own version of The Bachelorette. No. On the radio. So good. With our listeners. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, that wouldn't end hey, poorly. You got... Jesus, let's just go the- to the Facebook chat every now and then. Hey, Lisa, oh. you sure do look pretty today. Oh, she was, that's exactly what she told me she was looking for. Some weirdo on Facebook <laughs> to comment on how hot she looked today. <laughs> and I'm just so uncomfortable to begin with, too, on dates. I'm like, tight. Like, high five. Like, I can't do that either. I'm just going to leave now. Yeah. It's all gotten weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a whole and mess. And this is what I hear back here, you guys. This is what Joanna has to hear. Like, I'm like, so I want to date with so-and-so this weekend. And she's I'm like, all, again? And she's like, how'd you ruin it? Or what went wrong? I'm like, let me tell you. Did you get to the one part buzz of the show when the girl farts during? <laughs> Are we still talking about my name? No, I'm just you want to hit a couple of stories you got? I thought you said we had a break. Yeah, we well, a, let's break and come back and do them. Let's oh break. Because we're, I mean, we're, we're, yeah. Sorry. We went into that deep dive of Lisa's dating life. I know. All right, when we come back, though, agreed we're not going to talk about Lisa's, Lisa's dating life anymore. Dating life until, Thank you. Until we finish the news. Whatever. And then it's going to be the entire hour of the yeah. show. Yeah, why not? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, I didn't know this. They'd never done a variation of McNuggets at McDonald's. McNuggets, it says, have been around since 1983, and basically it's been the same, the same formula uh, the entire time. So McDonald's is about to release its first new type of McNuggets ever. So get ready for spicy chicken McNuggets. 
I love me some chicken McNuggets. I think love chicken McNuggets, McNuggets, and I, I know this would be a heresy to some people. I think they're better than the Chick Fil A version, whatever they have. I like them too. I like, like the, them better. They, they really hold the moisture in. Uh, I, I really don't that. like that people Trust. talk so much trash about McDonald's because I have I have just one friend, my friend Mel, and she and I. That's like our guilty pleasure that we go to McDonald's together because nobody Do else will go with friends us. Friends shame you, yeah, all the time. Well, well, do you think it's because it's the biggest one? Yeah, it's whoever's number one. It's why everybody talks crap about Walmart, but Target largely gets a pass. I know oh, that's not a great. That's not a. That's not an exact comparison, but. Yeah, no, Mel's, yeah, so no. Mel's my my chicken McNugget ride, ride or die right there. I have friends that are like, do you know what you're putting in your body? I don't yeah, care. Yeah, deliciousness. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know. But that's why we, at least once a week, I get a phone call from her. She's like, let's go get food. McNuggets. I'm like, down, girl. <laughs> I remember any time they would have this, the deal on the 20 McNuggets. This was ages ago. And it was like two bucks or something like that. And it was like a bucket of nuggets. Oh, so good. Right now they have one on the Uber Eats. Like if you get two nu- the twenty piece, two and nugs, two nugs. Yeah, Uber <laughs> will bring you two nugs. You get like a twenty piece and then like fries and then a drink. It's delicious. I uh, while we're talking about fast food, I just realized what that KFC pulled pulled a fast one, and it was already they already accomplished what they wanted to accomplish before anybody caught it. Their whole thing about suspending their advertising slogan, finger licking good. The whole reason behind that was to get idiots like me. To talk about them. To talk about. Oh, isn't that crazy? Everybody who's posted on Facebook or got mentioned in a local newscast, KFC just got that much free advertising by not doing a god dang thing. Mm-hmm. They just said, we're not going to use our advertising slogan because of the pandemic. So everybody who got outraged or you know, rage tweeted uh, about it. You did exactly what KFC wanted from the beginning, which was talk about KFC. Now, all of a sudden, I'm craving some original recipe, guys. So, well played, Mm, KFC. Well played. potatoes and gravy. (laughs) I think we're just hungry. Do you know, for the longest time, I only went to KFC. Like, if I ever got a hankering for fried chicken. A hankering? Yeah, a hankering. I'd be like, ah, but I've recently gotten into churches, and you know what's done uh, it for me? Churches has a couple of things that McDonald's God. does, uh, or that uh, KFC does not <laughs> offer. What's that? Okra. <laughs> I and get, corn I on the cob. I was going to say, I think you can get you okra. Cannot, at, not at KFC. At uh, Popeye's. I think. Look, it was really something for me to add, to add churches to the rotation. I mean that that uh, I love churches. for all your life saying that you would never be caught dead in a church. No, I never said I would be caught dead. <laughs> People have said that the the building would collapse if I ever showed up, or, or that it would be a dark day, or whatever. Spent but, enough time in church as a child, yeah. oh. dude. So much that I still know it to this day. Like when somebody says something and it's like in the Bible, I'm like, no, that's not what that verse says. <laughs> <laughs> couple of uh, coronavirus notes. A new study found that people who don't follow coronavirus safety measures like wearing masks, those people are more likely to have antisocial personality traits. 
And as an example of antisocial personality traits, they they include hostility, lying, and lacking empathy. Yeah, well, which is another way yeah. of saying, oh, okay, antisocial personality traits mean you're an hole. Yeah. Will punch worker at grocery store. Yeah. And two more people have been reinfected with the coronavirus for the second time. So, Lisa, this is in addition to the story you had, uh-huh. I think, late in the show yesterday. Yes. But two more people now who definitely had coronavirus before have been reinfected with the coronavirus, which I don't think comes as that big a shock because, you know, there are some things like the chicken pox that you're supposed to get one time and then, then you don't get it anymore, right? Yeah, you can get the, the flu, flu once, though. And... and I mean, this is my uneducated take on it, but the coronavirus is much closer to the flu than it is measles, for instance. So, right. although and at this point it too, doesn't seem to have happened a lot, you know, so it might maybe it's, right. maybe it's a very rare. So thing. one of the thing is that you can be reinfected with a different strain. So they have said that there is a European strain and there is a um, another an Asian strain, and I think they said in Chicago they found a different one too. But is I, it deep dish? <laughs> it's deep dish coronavirus. <laughs> That's right. Um, I th- but I think I believe the. I believe me, I prefer the New York style of coronavirus. If I can't fold it, uh, looks like there's four different strains out there um, that they have that they've found. So. Um, uh, the oh, never mind six strains. It's yeah. pretty in August third or August third, twenty twenty. Well, that, that's the thing with the flu. You know, it's not the same thing every year. It's like a different flu, and sometimes they they guess pretty accurately what it's going to be, and sometimes yeah. they don't guess so accurately. So it looks like in Europe and Italy, the most widespread strain is the G strain, while the L strain from Wuhan is gradually starting to disappear. Uh, but they say that altogether they've been able to find six different strains. That's according to the Science Daily. Um, but the, so the guy, the first guy who got it was in Hong Kong, and they said that he was get, he got the L strain. But then he went over to Europe um, and then came back, and they found that he had the European strain instead. So uh, this is possible if you get different strains of the virus. The one thing they did say with his case, I'm not sure about the other two that you're discussing, but they said with his case that it was a more mild version that he did get. So they don't know if possibly getting the virus first the first time and then being reinfected allowed him to be uh, not as severely uh, debilitated by this virus, but they did say that he did have more mild symptoms the second time around. It's like if you get infected by the French version, it's just not as dominating as the other ones. It's most likely just going to lay down and mm-hmm. give up after a certain point. There you, go. you know, south of the border, it's a little more spicy. It's got a little more kick. Mm-hmm. It's a firecracker. There you go. <laughs> I hate Trader Joe's. You might want to hold back on the stereotypes. <laughs> uh, tonight, Mike Pence, the vice president, is going to speak. Also, his wife, mother, Naturally, I mean Karen, is going to speak. She has to be there with him. You got mm-hmm. former NFL player Jack Brewer, uh, who had called Mr. Trump, quote, the first black president. Uh, you've got Kellyanne Conway tonight. You know, I was I was thinking with all the turmoil and that's going on in the Conway household. So Kellyanne's resigned, and she's going to spend time, uh, I guess, getting her house in order because her daughter's TikToking and her husband uh, thinks she's a Nazi. And you know, she's got a lot going on. His she's daughter's gonna, volunteering for AOC, asking yeah, to be an intern. Yeah. Well, so Kellyanne Conway, but you know, who got who? Well, a couple speakers got drumped. 
there was supposed to be one speaker. She got replaced because she had uh, come out as a believer in the Rothschild conspiracy. It's basically the, the Jews. Uh, her last everything. name is Mendoza. I can't remember her first yeah. name, but yes, uh, she was uh, an angel parent that was supposed to speak. And they did say yesterday, uh, they released a statement saying that her video and she would not be speaking. They wouldn't be releasing yeah. that. So it's just the thing that, you know, the Jews control all the money and, you know, just this whole thing. And then, of course, there's Jerry Falwell Jr., who was supposed to be a speaker. But then he left uh, as president. Let me just see if I can run this down. Left as president of Liberty University. Uh, after it came out that he and his wife had a, a years-long relationship with a much younger uh, pool boy. Uh it, here's what I think happened. The pool boy has enough proof mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was getting it on with with Mrs. Falwell. Maybe he also has proof that he says that Jerry Falwell Jr. was he knew. You know, in the room watching him go at it. So literally a cuck-servative. Uh, but Falwell was sure willing to throw that wife under the bus and just be like, yeah, my wife had an affair and I'm being extorted Uh, the good side for jerry falwell jr is since he doesn't have his job anymore i guess he's got time to clean his own pool so you look for the bright side of things i guess uh melania spoke last night we talked about at the the rnc four years ago where melania had given a speech that was clearly a rickroll like Mm -hmm. they had written she they had written her speech Without her knowledge, I don't think she was in on it, but she basically recited the lyrics to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. To this day, I still consider that like some kind of signal from inside the Trump campaign that is like, hey guys, this is happening, but but it's really weird and it shouldn't be happening. We're going to work these clues into the speech that we give, uh, you know, Melania. It was also four years ago that she basically gave the same speech that Michelle Obama had given eight years earlier. Do you remember that? Yep. And they played them side by side, and this was a speech. Somebody in there is is messing with Melania, but they must be gone because she didn't do any of this stuff last. This may be uh, unrelated, but Politico is reporting that one of the closest advisors to Melania back in 2016 is writing a tell-all book, and the woman claims that she has audio of Melania talking about Donald and what a what a low life he is and also Eric and some of the uh, Don Jr. and some of the other kids. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Cowboy season opens Sunday night, September the 13th. So that's, what is that? Two weeks from this Sunday night, right? Yep. Cowboys against the Rams, Dallas Cowboys football right here on KLAQ brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And Town Square inter- Interactive. Because remember, we would be in the middle of preseason right now, but all mm. preseason games got canceled this year. They're not going to have a single warm-up game or preseason? or Nope. No, it's just right on into the season. You know what? Good. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing I think that that's going to lead to is a lot of injuries in the early weeks of the season. I don't know. I mean, which is more risky, playing some preseason games for injuries or not playing any games at all, so maybe you're not as loose or whatever? I think playing preseason games is better because 
You I mean, they tag. The pr- it's full contact, you know, right? It's, yeah, it's full contact, but you don't have the pressure of of going 110%, especially for the big-name guys. So it's to get out there and get reps against another team to kind of get in the flow of the game without the intensity of an actual game. So I can see the argument for preseason games, but I can also see the argument uh, you know, against it as well because, look— Or maybe you, do fewer. I'm perfectly cool with, like, two or three. What's the standard now? Four. Yeah. Three for sure. Two probably. Because it would always go, you would see a little bit of the starters week one, a little bit more week two. Week three was the game. That's the one where you saw the vast majority of the starters playing, maybe three quarters of that game. And then week four of the preseason, that was, okay, these are all the guys that are still trying to make the team. Well, Cowboys fans, you can win one of our HomeGate experiences. That's right, HomeGate. Like a tailgate, but at your home with Ah, Miller Lite. And uh, we've got 16 of these. The prize package includes a 55-inch HDTV, food for 10 from the Crab Station, drinks and ice from Venicio's Ice, and we've got some uh, Dallas Cowboy t-shirts, 10 of them, in fact, as part of the prize package. So if you want to enter, take a selfie of your favorite place to stock up on for Cowboys game. Take a selfie at your favorite place to stock up on for Cowboys games. What, what, what does that mean? Stock up on supplies. Yeah. Take a selfie like at the liquor store? Is yeah. that what they're asking you to do? I guess. Yeah. I should read these out of time. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, you can take your selfie and upload it to the KLAQ mobile app. Make sure you use the hashtag MillerLightCowboys. You can also post it on your social media accounts. Just make sure that you make your post public. And the first KLAQ HomeGate experience with Miller Light is going to be awarded on September the 8th. So in time for the season opener against the Rams on the 13th. One of the sports writers for USA Today wrote a pretty scathing rebuke of uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell, and it's in the front page of the El Paso Times. So this is uh, Nancy Armour, columnist for USA Today. And she's t- here's a little bit of what she writes about Roger Goodell. Heartening as it is to hear NFL Commissioner Goodell's newfound wokeness, it doesn't earn him a pass, not after the damage he and the NFL did. Had Goodell stood behind Colin Kaepernick when the then San Francisco 49ers quarterback began his protest against police brutality four years ago, maybe Kaepernick wouldn't have been blackballed by the NFL. Had the NFL not demonized players with its attempts to enforce faux displays of patriotism, maybe we'd be further along in recognizing and confronting the racism that is baked into every aspect of our society. Had Goodell and the NFL cared as much about doing the right thing as they did about making money, maybe, just maybe, we could have avoided the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, as well as the barbaric shooting of Jacob Blake. Um. So, 
Like, what's the NFL doing with uh, the political messaging this year? Uh, she's saying that that uh, Goodell has some newfound wokeness. Well, Goodell what, has come what, out and said we should have listened to Kaepernick mm-hmm. before. But instead, they blackballed him. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm really iffy on saying they blackballed him, and like in the sense of the NFL sent a memo to the team saying, "Don't hire this guy." I think the individual teams. Oh, I don't think they'd team. leave a paper trail. Well, but but I, but, I, I, but <laughs> even if it's just a phone call or underhand, like, "Hey, don't hire this guy." Like, I, I don't think that happened either. I think what happened was every team looked at the situation, and there's footage from ESPN from back then, from when all of this was going down, where they have said. Is Colin Kaepernick's, Colin Kaepernick's political point of view being taken into account in his in his not being hired right now? And this is right when all of this was happening. Right, I mean, right after he left the 49ers. And they were like, yes, teams are admitting that they are taking that into account, but that's not the majority of why they're not. They have concerns about his accuracy and they have concerns about his play and stuff like that. And that's the bigger aspect. But they are taking into account his political views. That was never hidden. That was never a secret. I, I tell, Mark my words. Colin Kaepernick, 50 years from now, will be remembered as one of the great civil rights figures in the history of civil rights. Yeah, see, I think he, he did too much to um, his own detriment. Yeah, such promoting, as? Promoting Fidel Castro? Wearing socks with police officers depicted as pigs, like there because one yeah, of the teams, you, no, see you're on. not you and I are both not old enough to remember how mad people were when Muhammad Ali uh, refused the draft during Vietnam. I yeah. mean, people were way more outraged over that than than they were as outraged as they were over the Kaepernick stuff. Yeah, well, but the one thing you have to realize when it comes to Kaepernick is the fact that he's wearing a shirt that's pro Fidel Castro, but he wants to talk about social injustice. He's wearing a shirt that's promoting one of the worst dictators in recent history who's all about social injustice. Like, it made no sense. Now, well, do but, I agree with why he was kneeling and, or why he was originally sitting in the kneeling? 100%. I agree with his message. I think he failed and took missteps along the way, which is why you suddenly saw him get very quiet about things. And then he kind of just gradually moved back out and was giving private speeches and things like that because when the spotlight was too big, it, he, he bit himself in the ass. It's not all that different, though, when Ali said, I don't have nothing against those Vietnamese. A, a lot of people took that as like, oh, he's on the side of our enemy because we were at war with mm. these Vietnamese. And when he said that, it, a lot of people... different. I don't see it as all that different. He's wearing a shirt that's promoting a horrible dictator. I don't know. What did the shirt say? What did it look like? It was his picture on it, wasn't it? it yeah, it was. Um, did it have a message or was it just yeah. a picture? I mean, I see kids wearing pictures of Che all the time, oh. and I don't think I know what. I just assume they don't know what they're talking about. Well, that's what I assume, too. Oh, same thing with Kaepernick. I assume he probably didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, that doesn't obliterate his legacy though. Well, but I don't think it obliterates it. Like this is where you're dealing in an absolute. Just because I'm not agreeing 100% with what you say, you're thinking that I'm disagreeing with you 100%. I'm not doing that. What well, I'm you're saying, saying is going to keep him from being remembered as as 
you know, a civil rights leader no, or a civil no, rights figure. That's not what I'm saying. You're continuing to put words in my mouth. I am saying you're like, he will be considered he one of the greatest. Believe, like, yeah, he doesn't believe that he's going to be on the level of Muhammad Ali. I'm not, now, yeah, I'm not, I believe there, he I'm absolutely will be. And I'm trying to give you the reasons because there are so many parallels between Ali yeah. and Kaepernick. Well, yeah, and you can find those parallels. But for me, those parallels are also set back by some of the missteps that he took. You're choosing to look past those or compare them to, well, what Ali did here is very similar to what Kaepernick did. I'm not looking at it that way. Now, just because I'm not agreeing with you 100%, that does not mean I disagree with you 100%. I think that he made some major stumbles along the way. I think that his play on the field and his inaccuracy was a lot to do with, or had a lot to do with why he didn't get uh, a new job in the NFL. If he was vastly better, somebody would have hired him. But they also admitted, look, we're taking into account his All political facets. views. Yes. I, I think there was like the agreement, and I agree that it probably isn't on a memo. There's probably not a smoking gun anywhere, but Major League Baseball had this, what was called a gentleman's agreement, which was anything but gentlemanly, but it's the owners all agreed, none of us are going to sign a non-white player. Uh, they didn't have to write that down. That was just part of it, and everybody understood, and I compare the Kaepernick thing to that. No, I don't think there's uh, a. But see, I don't but think I there's think, a record of it. I think, I think you're making anything. some pretty big leaps there, and just because. But then again, just because I disagree with you, that doesn't mean I'm right, because we don't know. That's the point of having these discussions: is we don't know what happened. We don't like you're you're making assumptions one way. I'm making assumptions the other way. This I is agree called with some a of what you're, dialogue. Yeah, I'm agreeing with some of the stuff you're saying. I'm disagreeing with some of the stuff you're saying. But what you keep trying to do is. A, put words in my mouth, and then also make it lumped into where, like, well, if you're disagreeing with all of this over here, then you're disagreeing with all of this over here. And it's like, well, that's like not I'm what doing I'm doing. No, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm doing that. It's what you're doing. I, I'm making a prediction. 50 years from now, when people talk about Colin Kaepernick, they're not going to talk about the former football player. They're going to talk about this great civil rights icon and figure. Well, and I think that he will be remembered probably more for the civil rights stuff, but you're vaulting him to this legendary status. And what I'm saying is that I, I don't see him being up that high. Like, I'll agree that that's what he'll probably be remembered for most, even though he did lead the San Francisco 49ers to a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. But I think that did he'll he be remembered start for sucking, that most. Like, coincidentally, at the same time that he started kneeling? His play on the field started to dip significantly. I mean, because all of a sudden he goes from being an NFL quarterback to somebody who's like, well, no NFL team would sign him. It's not accurate enough, and it seems like it coincides with when he started kneeling during the National Anthem. But again, this is where you're you're working in an absolute, where it can't be both, but it was. It was. His accuracy was... Just coincidental, I guess. Right. Are you going to stop and let me finish? Are you just going to keep, again, putting words in my mouth? No. This is where I'm trying to explain this to you, is that the dip in play coincided with his political views, and they flat out said this at the beginning. ESPN was reporting on this. The NFL teams have said that, yes, his political views are being taken into account when they sign him because you've got to think about how it's going to affect your team, whether it's inside the locker room, whether it's monetarily, whatever it may be. That is something they take into account. Was that the only thing? No, it is not. I think part of it could be just, you know, just guessing, but maybe because he was getting kind of invested in things outside of football, maybe his focus wasn't all there. 
So maybe that could have been a factor in too, um, him not, you know, It could have been, but I also think the the NFL owners and everybody that has a money interest in the NFL realized it, you know, if if he pops up with another team, there's this guy in the White House who is going to put us in his crosshairs and he's going to turn all of his followers against us. And I think we it's just a factor, but do I don't that. think it's the, the only factor. I think it's the number one factor. I, I would say was they were afraid of what, you know, Trump would do. I think it's a factor, Kaepernick but I, I ended up don't playing. think it's the only factor. I think that there were other issues there, but it could it be a very large one. Absolutely. But I don't think that that was the only reason why his um, pros didn't outweigh his cons. Yeah, exactly. On so all aspects. if he was just not sucking at all and was amazing and made every I don't know how this sport works, like touchdowns. Does he run things? I don't know <laughs> what it. he does. He might. OK, yeah. Whatever it is that he does, he was really good at it and always was able to like run really fast and straight or whatever it is. If he did it every Wait, you time. Think the ability to run straight. Yeah, like runs really fast, like, really like straight. the Flash. Like if he was like the Flash and just went and That's like interesting that you would think of all type of running. Can I finish ma- my statement? A straight line. Clearly, I am a professional football. Baller. I don't know say, say advocate. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but if he was really good and every time made like I don't know touchdowns and kicked it and <laughs> went through the thing. But if he did that every time, then yeah, sure they'd say screw it. He's worth it because we're gonna win every game. And so, you know, even the hating, the, we're going to win. Trump's all. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that he wasn't, you know, the most amazing, I don't know, glider down the field. Glider down the field. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wasn't the straightest runner. We yeah, he wasn't. He really he zigzagged. He, Lisa's uh, updates on sports, by thank the way. You. When I'm here. Yes. Ah! I want to add, add a verse in there. If they've got to run straighter than everybody else. That's what I'm for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I really feel like I should do the calendar here because it's the 100th anniversary of a very important date. And, you know, that only happens once. Um, maybe I'll just get to that. 100 years ago. Do you, do you guys know what, what it is? What happened 100 years ago on this date? Oh, women's right to vote. Yeah, 19th Amendment guaranteeing American women the right to vote was declared in effect, so women have been voting for 100 years. So in that 100 years, look how everything's gone downhill since you guys started. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. We didn't used to have global warming. Now that's all happened since you guys started voting. Uh, but yeah, it was 100 years ago that women were first given the right uh, to vote. So I thought that was important enough to bring up today. Also, Macaulay Culkin is 40 years old, you guys. Kevin McAllister, Kevin? yeah, hit the big 4-0 today. So just let, let that sink in for a second. Okay. 